You are Locked On Pirates, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Pirates, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to Locked On Pirates, your Pittsburgh Pirates podcast of choice. And this is your Locked On interview. Uh, today we have a very special guest from Fangraphs.com. It is Craig Edwards. Craig, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Hey, thanks for being on the show. Uh, on Monday, you dropped a really great story, simply titled How I Use XWOBA, Expected Weighted On Base Average. And I will admit, as a stats guy myself, I try to look for uh, the next cutting-edge statistic analytic. Expected Weighted On Base Average has been under fire of uh, the last couple of days because of a great piece dropped on baseball prospectus, but you did a great job explaining how it still is valuable to, as a predictive power. Well, thank you. I think, um, you know, one of the interesting things about Jonathan judges piece, piece and, and mine was that we both took a look at sort of the same thing, which was ex Woba and uh, how it com- And how it compared um, to you know other stats like like FIP. And when I was doing my research, I found that XWOBO you know seemed to do about as good a job at as FIP at you know estimating pitcher talent and that sort of thing. And I found that to be a good thing. Um, Judge got more or less the same results and and found that to be a bad thing, considering that you know FIP has been around for a long time. It's the established you know statistic in, in terms of you know, fielding independent pitching, um, which is obviously the name of it. But I think that what what makes things, you know, where 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 I guess we we differ is sort of in the application uh, of the statistic. Whereas, uh, while it has less utility, uh, in my opinion, for pitchers than it does for hitters, um, it's it's a statistic where you can take a look at it, and just like when you're comparing, you know, FIP versus ERA it can help you find certain differences between, you know, how a pitcher um, has received results versus how maybe the results might have been if things had been a bit more neutral, like if you took out defense and that, that sort of thing. And, and that's why I found XWOBA still to be something useful for pitchers, especially when you're comparing um, the XWOBA to, to WOBA. Yeah, uh, from the first paragraph, the one line I really loved in your piece was, uh, we tend to dwell on what certain statistics don't do uh, instead of best identifying what they do do. We look for those more often. You mentioned FIP. FIP's been around for decades, and amazingly, unlike a lot of other stats, it's still widely regarded as a good predictive power. I guess the best question should be for XWOBA, when should we maybe have a red flag whenever we see something with a pitcher compared to just regular with uh, FIP or mm-hmm. I guess to a lesser extent XFIP, even though that has more flaws than it probably is worth? Yeah, I think that, you know, when when you're looking at it, you know, you want to find the, the big gaps, you know, and, and I think that's especially true if you want to know if, you know, a pitcher has sort of 
changed his talent level where, you know, he's doing something different that maybe you need to take a closer look at. And, you know, what we'll, what we'll often do, you know, my example in, you know, ERA versus fit, you know, if a guy's ERA is, is 2.00, you want to know, I guess, more or less, is that real? Is that, you know, did, did he do something different? And oftentimes you'll look at FIP and if the FIP is, 4.5 or something, which is, you know, maybe what the pitcher, you know, was expected to do or it's normally doing, then you maybe say, you know, the, it looks like maybe the pitcher just got a little bit lucky over that certain certain amount of time. Uh, but I think that if the, you see the FIP and it's, you know, 2.8, then you say, well, maybe there's something worth looking into, that there's some sort of different level. Uh, that, that the pitcher might reach. And I think you can do the same sort of thing with, with Xwoba. You know, Xwoba and FIP have a few of the same um, things that go into it, may, namely, you know, strikeouts and walks. And those are two of the most important things that, that a pitcher can do and has control over. Uh, where FIP and Xwoba different is, is FIP uses homers and Xwoba uses, you know, launch angle and exit velocity of all batted balls. And I think you can use XWOBA compared to WOBA in sort of the same the same way. Now, you're not using them as, as though you would use FIP and ERA because, you know, if you go to a player page just about anywhere, you're going to see ERA and FIP. you got to search a little bit more to see XWOBA and WOBA. But if a pitcher has a really low ERA, you might want to look at XWOBA and compare it to WOBA and see well, are they getting sort of lucky on the batted ball results? And that can sort of give you an added wrinkle in terms of examining how a pitcher has been getting his results lately. Yeah. Uh, like you said, XWOBA based on a uh, quality of the contact launch angle, exit velocity rather than just regular home runs for FIP. I guess my personal hangup with XWOBA is how it how speed of the player could really factor into it. A faster guy like Starling Marte and Billy Hamilton are going to outproduce their ex-Woba usually because they're going to beat out a lot more singles than, say, at Albert Pujols. Or it's, I don't know if you could really take ex-Woba as seriously for a pitcher because of that. Because if you go up against the lineup of all speed hitters, and he gets a lot of soft contact, well, that ends up being five infield singles. And you bring this up with batted balls in play also. But is do you feel like maybe somewhere down the line we will get a stat that takes batted balls into play into more consideration for predictive power? Yeah, you know, I think that there's people out there that are working on, you know, trying to, you know, modify a hitter's x based on speed, like with what you're talking about, because, you know, the faster players tend to consistently outperform um, their what would be expected of them just because they're maybe stretching a lot more singles into doubles. They're beating out the infield singles, that sort of thing. And so it's possible that, you know, will get something similar to pitchers. Um, it's sort of more difficult uh, for the pitcher side because you have to deal with every single player's at bat as opposed to with a hitter. You are only looking at, at one one hitter. So I think it'd be a little bit more difficult. And you also have a little bit of difficulty, you know, when, when factoring in the shift as well as, you know, players going to the opposite field versus pulling the ball. Um, it's a lot harder to hit the ball harder 
if you're going to the op opposite field? Is that something that you can actually consistently do? I mean, that'd be an incredible skill, and it also means that you're going to beat the shift um, more often than not, or you're not going to be shifted against so that when you are pulling the ball, your, your hits aren't being taken away. So I think that those are, you know, those are plays that are sort of often on the margins where there can be some tweaking and potential improvements. But I don't know that, that it would be as easy um, to do that same sort of thing uh, on the pitcher side. So back in mid-April, you wrote that the Pirates have a new ace referring to Jameson Tyon. Now at the time, Tyon had just come off his one-hitter against the Cincinnati Reds. He's had a few rougher outings since then, so I guess I should ask, are you going to be sticking with that, or do you want to weasel out on it? On that <laughs> you know, I, I think that it's still, for the most part, true. I think that he, he had... You know, those he had those two really rough outings um, in the middle of the in the middle of the the season. You know, shortly after uh, that that post went up, but I think you know overall he's still performing decently well. I think you know the 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 fact that he hasn't been able to pitch too too deep into games uh, is a concerning one. And I think that if you're going to talk about a player being uh, an ace, you're going to want him to. You know, uh, you don't have to have the workhorse pitching eight innings every game, but uh, you got to at least be able to go six, and and that's not something that that he's done as of late. But but I think that that overall, um, the the potential is still there for him to to sort of top a a rotation and be the the leader of the staff. Um, you know, I I don't know that you know he's going to be as good as, as he showed his first three starts of the season. But uh, I think that, that there's still still a lot of work or there's a lot to work with there to, to think that, that he could still be the guy for, for Pittsburgh. Yeah. And the, obviously the narrative around Pittsburgh last year with him was he started off real strong. Then he had the, his bout with cancer and then faded in the second half. But you pointed out in your story that we're going back to that wonderful expected wit Woba uh, stat. It was a big difference. He, if you go by the expected versus his actual, it was about a 40, almost 50 point difference in the batter's favor, where in the first half he was about where he should be. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, that's, that's something, you know, that's, that's a good example of, of when you would use it. Um, Cause you're not necessarily saying, well, this is what he's going to do going forward. But if you want to know if, the past stats that you're using uh, are going to be sort of reflective of, of what was actually done or if, you know, they caught some bad breaks, um, you know, that it, it can be helpful. And I think that that was, uh, at least for me, in evaluating him going into into this season, I, I think that, you know, right now, um, you know, he's, he's given up a bunch of home runs and, you know, I don't, I haven't looked into it to see, you know, if, you know, th those have all been sort of, uh, the no doubters, uh, but, uh, you know, if some of them, you know, caught a few breaks, that's going to inflate his dip. It's going to inflate his ERA. And, and you might not expect that, that same, that same level of performance going forward. And you, you might, you might hope for something a little bit better than. Uh, he made the change this year from throwing more two seamers to, we're seeing a lot more four seamers now. Uh, Pirates, obviously, 
were in love with, with two-seamers for so long. Uh, is it encouraging to see a young starter who has this type of fastball, you know, embrace it more and try to miss bats more with four-seamers rather than pitch to contact? Yeah, I think that, you know, we're seeing that all over baseball. It's not not just uh, tie-on, you know, the, in the, I, I think that, you know, Garrett Cole has sort of been the, the poster player for, for that. But, uh, you know, it seems like there's a lot of players who, you know, maybe threw a lot of two-seamers to try and, you know, get a bunch of quick outs. Uh, we're finding that, you know, the the hitters, um, you know, they're, they're not swinging at, you know, a good sinker that's close to or in the zone on the first pitch anyway. And so you're not getting the quick outs that, that you want. And the sinkers are generally harder to control because they've got a little bit more movement. And so if you can go to the four-seamer, you're going to miss a few more bats. You're going to have maybe a little bit better command of the pitch. And, and I, I don't think, you know, it's it's uh, something that you're going to completely lose of the two-seeking fastball. I think that it's still got a, a good use and you know it it shouldn't be abandoned but with the way that hitters um are sort of you know waiting for their pitch um using the two seamer um as y- your primary uh fastball might not necessarily be the best strategy now if the strike zone changes or hitters change their strategy, then all of a sudden you, you might see it come back into vogue. It's it's sort of a, a cyclical situation. And you also made a comparison the last two years with Jameson Tyon and Garrett Cole, uh, their stuff together side by side. And considering that Tyon had spent a good portion of 2016 in the minors and then had the cancer bout again in 2017 they had pretty remarkably similar stuffs now Garrett obviously has been on uh, Pittsburgh's minds everyone is watching him with great anticipation every single time he takes the bump for Houston but is it fair to maybe see Jamison Tyon reaching the same levels that Garrett Cole was able to whenever he was at his peak in Pittsburgh yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, it's it's easy to see what, what Garrett Cole is doing now and look at his past two years and, you know, wonder what happened. But, you know, it's, we're only three years removed from Garrett Cole having, you know, a Cy Young type season for Pittsburgh. It's not like Cole had all of this unrealized potential that he's reaching right now. You know, he... He had it a couple years ago and, you know, injuries and, and other things sort of, uh, you know, had him be more of an adequate pitcher than, than a great one the past two seasons. But I think that it's possible to see Tyon, uh, reach, you know, that, that five to six win level, you know, when, when Cole was striking out a battered inning, barely walking anybody, keeping the ball in the park. I think that if Tyon can, um, limit home runs that, 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 that he absolutely can do that. It's, it's, he's got, he's got good stuff. And, um, you know, if, if he can keep healthy, uh, throughout the entire season and, and like I said, just keep the ball in the park, I, I think that, that there is still that, that potential to, to see what, uh, the Pirates saw in, in Garrett Cole, you know, three seasons ago. Craig, thank you so much for being on the show. Where can we find you on the interwebs? Um, well, I post daily at uh, fangraphs.com, and I'm on Twitter at 
Craig J. Edwards. All right, everyone should give you a follow. Always great stuff over there. For Locked On Pirates, this is Alex Stumpf. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.